to TryGames.net Podcast. Brought to you by TryGames.net Radio. In association with TryGames.net Radio. Featuring TryGames.net Guy Mr. Chupon. And TryGames.net Guy The Antipode. With pretty much permanent against GameSlaves.net Guy GS Riven. On episode 198 of the TryGames.net Podcast. Uh, All right. Sites, we have um, Shark vs. Octopus. Uh, <laughs> <Shark vs>. Octopus.com. <laughs> Hello world, welcome to the TryGames.net podcast. This is episode number 198, and I am your host, Mr. Chupon. No, wait, not exactly. This is the Antipode, or the D-Red Mage, or the Al, as Mr. Pete would like to call me since he doesn't like to use pseudonyms, right? Uh, survey says, good answer. Um, See? Yeah, uh, hi. <laughs> and on, uh, across from me on the virtual table is... Mr. Petey, while I take a sip of my coffee, I'd like to just dive right into this and um, start with a email <clears throat> from our original host, Mr. Chupon. He sends a message saying, there was a funny image comparing, quote, old FPS level design and, quote, new FPS level design, where the old design was intricate, nooks, crannies, hidden rooms, and the new design was simply a long-ass corridor. And he supplies us with an image which essentially has, on the left side, something that looks like a Doom map. And on the right side, something that just looks like a stick. <laughs> and um, in looks the middle like of... like a crank. Oh, uh, more like a... Exactly, a crank. And in the middle of the crank, there's arrows that point to corners that say cutscene. Cutscene here, cutscene there, cutscene here. Uh, <clears throat> he continues by saying, While this is amusing, it's also indicative of a trend that, to some, can be disturbing not just in shooters, but in other genres as well, Final Fantasy XIII, as an example. Uh, he asks, what's our take? Why do many games genres seem to be getting dumber? Or is it only endemic of much more popular games? And if so, what does that say about the audience? Uh, why don't you open that one up while I take a sip of my coffee? All right. Um, so looking at this image, uh, like I'll just, yeah, Al and I were talking before we started the uh, recording, and um, my first thing that came to mind was that uh i mentioned to him how the image on the left looks very similar to uh maps like like you said from doom or uh, I, w I had mentioned the uh, book if anybody's read it called uh raising the bar it's the half-life 2 book um where they talk about a lot about level design and character design and things like that and in that book they show maps that look very intricate and detailed and things like the image on the left that we are seeing um which if you wanted to see it, it looks like it's at in in www.infinitecities uh dot com slash game picks slash fps design dot jpg um so yeah uh the one on the left is like you know it's this layout where like it looks like a you know it it looks like an actual like structure or something and then the one on the right is like we just said like a stick or crank or it's like a swizzle swizzle straw or something like that um and it uh i'm just want to like go back and make sure i have Austin's question up here. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, does it mean that games are getting dumber? I don't know. Uh, I think the problem is that, like, okay, so you take a game like Half-Life 2 or something, which isn't even that old. Uh, so this is a, this uh, is kind of a uh, 
a stretch on the uh, the, the range because the, the image on the left, the detailed one says nineteen ninety three. The image on the right says two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. You know, Half Life Two is not that old, and it still had that level design. So, um, some games still do this kind of thing. But uh, is the genre getting dumber? Maybe not so much dumber, just uh, more like they're taking. I think they're taking the intelligence of the player for granted or something like that. Like they, they feel like, um, again, the image on the right here, it, it's like the straight away or whatever. And it just shows like lots of cutscene points. And I guess they feel that the player can't intuit their own story from the game. Um, as we are, you know, meant to do in something like half-life two. Uh, so they figure if they keep them on a narrow path, but then just introduce a lot of cutscenes where it looks like it's open, then, you know, they can tell their story and, you know, just get us through it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I was mentioning to Al before we started that uh, this the one on the right reminds me of Alan Wake because even though the world of Alan Wake is laid out in a sense that makes you think it's uh you know large scale and uh, open world or like really intricate level design, which there are open world parts and stuff like that, but the game itself is laid out in a very narrow linear path. Uh, you're pretty much going from point A to point B and just hitting lots of cutscenes. Mm-hmm. You can wander off if you want to, but there's really no reason to do that. And um, I mean, unless you're doing the, you know, full collection stuff. Uh, and so again, it's like they, I don't know, like <laughs> you're at a loss. To, yeah. I just lost my, like I lost my steam, I guess. Um, <laughs> Get it back. Well, it's like, okay, you take a game like uh, uh, a stalker, you know, that game there, they, do the uh the old school kind of level design like very open world and uh intricate design where um you know they trust in that game they trust you to be able to figure out that to be where you need to be like to see the story events um and the fact that everything's on a timer like they really like put a lot of trust into the player where again like a game like alan wake or we were talking about final fantasy 13 it's like we don't trust you to do anything we're just going to give you the story just follow this path you know that's all you have to do is just walk straight and you'll hit these story points mm-hmm. um you know, we don't really want to challenge you or uh, make you second guess, you know, the way you're going, which is, you know, I guess that's kind of a thing with like old school games uh, that did offer multiple like paths or whatever. Um, I, and I mean, there are games that do it now, now too, where you have to, if there's multiple paths, you kind of second guess yourself. Did I go the right way? Yeah. Um, but sometimes there's fun to be had in that. Uh, so I don't know, like. Again, I don't think it's I don't think it's a matter of the genre getting dumber. I think it's just that they they the developers trust the players less. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. Or um, the the developers are they could potentially be getting lazy, but maybe it's less along the lines of them getting lazy and more along the lines of creating an experience that gamers won't complain about. It's it's basically not going outside of the box, in my opinion. Uh, did you finish your uh, opinion? I thought. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say you said gamers won't complain about, but like, and like honestly, like depending, I guess it depends on the gamer because like we've been complaining about you know games that do this. Like, I mean, you did enjoy Final Fantasy Thirteen, but that was a complaint for a while from both of us uh, for the little bit I played, and like I know you were like worried about it when you had started the game about how linear it was, and and so and then, I mean that was a you know, a very divisive point about that game. So I don't think it's, I don't think they're doing it to try to get people to complain less. Um, Cause they, and I mean, it seems like they're getting more complaints. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's probably something that they intended to do one thing and then it backfires. Um, but a lot of times I see games now and 
<clears throat> they either are completely open where you can just basically go wherever you want there's no real fixed destination or they are really guided and you <clears throat> don't really have much of a choice in where you're supposed to go and going off the beaten path doesn't really lead you to many rewards uh, I was I brought up I think I brought up last week persona uh, in persona the it is at least for the PSP version because I think the dungeon crawling in the PSP version versus the original PlayStation version are different but in the PSP version you go through a first-person style dungeon crawler almost like dungeon keeper or not dungeon keeper uh, double dungeons for turbo graphics or the original fantasy star for master system <clears throat> or you know basically like doom or whatever and you get into these random battles but the map has these nooks and crannies but in nooks and crannies there's nothing so there's no point in actually going off the beaten path it's really just about going to uh find out if there are any rooms anywhere which they don't they're not in the nooks and crannies, they're along the main path, and then getting to your destination. So essentially, you could have just cut out all the nooks and crannies and just make it one big straight line. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of other games that I think follow one of the two. It's, it's like, I can't really think of a game that has a, a nice, complex, and intricate map anymore, like, you know, a maze type of uh, scenario. It's usually either an open world situation, or it's um, rather linear. I'm thinking about well, Bioshock because I look at it here, and that has a maze style of um, yeah of, of, of level design. And I was gonna say good. some some developers do still do that, like obviously, like yeah, like uh, um, Irrational does it, and uh, Valve obviously, like all their games are like that. You know, like I mean, Portal's pretty linear, but like Left 4 Dead does follow that. Uh, like that is true realistic world like uh like map design but i also think that with left for dead left for dead is more um because of the locations that they use it's more open world because you're going through buildings and although it is still from point a to point b you're not actually going through mazes more along the lines of you are traversing actual buildings yeah. um see like in a case of like doom where you had all of these these levels that were intricately crafted, they all took place indoors. I think that the on, the only outdoor levels that I remember, like there were a couple in Doom Two, and then there was like one in the original Doom. Uh, they were just like arenas, or there was a level in Doom Two that was called Tenements, and it was just like a bunch of buildings. But I think that there were there was a, still a bit of a maze element to it, but it was very minor. Yeah. I haven't played Doom Two in such a long time, so I can't really say. But in the original Doom, it was like you're gonna go this way, and then you have, uh, you know, turn left, and you're going into this room. This blank's big room, but then there's like four ways out of that room, and then each of those four ways there could be something. And and maybe it's thinking about it. Uh, it's bringing me back to something that Austin had said about old level design, where you had to find keys to open a door, and they don't right. do that anymore because it's kind of antiquated. I think that that could also uh, be a factor in the change in level design because what's the, what's the need to search for anything and to have a, a, a maze type level design if there you know if there isn't anything to find that's like a quote unquote thing but of course there are plenty of things that you can find and you can create a world that has rewards for exploring. 
I just think that maybe people aren't looking for that. It's very possible. Um, and then I think that people aren't looking for that mainly because I mean by people, um, I, I mean in terms of developers, they're not looking for uh, producing that experience for the player in general because maybe their fan base or their their targeted audience is fan base. Their targeted audience may be more casual players, uh, people who are less inclined to want to spend a whole bunch of time in a dungeon or a maze. Yeah. And in order to facilitate that, you have to kind of simplify the level design. Uh, just going back into the question, uh, I think that essentially to answer the question, I think that it it seems like the audience is uh, becoming less and less inclined to spend more time in a particular game doing something like looking for things. And I think that that's a factor of, uh, you know, 20 years ago we were playing games, but we had all the time in the world to be able to get every little last drop out of a game. But nowadays, you know, we've got jobs, uh, we've got relationships, uh, some people have children, they don't have much time to play games anymore, and then they kind of gravitate toward games like Call of Duty, where it's all guided, hand-holding, scripted. Uh, you just basically have to go from point A to point B and make sure you don't get killed along the way. But there isn't any exploration in Call of Duty games as far as I know. Oh, no. Call of Duty, like, I feel like uh, Call of Duty's probably, like, the... I don't want to say worst defender, but maybe like the the a prime like, example of something. Yeah, prime example and like kind of maybe helps you know propagate this whole thing because you know the enormous success of Call of Duty and you know when Call of Duty first came out, the very first Call of Duty, uh, it you it kind of utilized both kind of map designs. Um, it didn't go as intricate and and like uh, you know twisty turny or whatever as old school map designs. It was mm -hmm. still more linear, but like it was still open in a sense. I mean, I remember like, you know, a particular level going through like a prison encampment and stuff. And there were many ways to tackle it and things like that. Um, and you know, but they were still all about set piece design, uh, like doing the big scene cutscene stuff. Um, and you know, because of the success of that and you know, people's like, that was like a big thing at the time. Like, mm -hmm. so they kind of decided to focus more on that and give up on the actual level design for you know the sake of their set pieces um and yeah the enormous success of that series is kind of what drives the industry yeah pretty much the enormous success of any series drives the industry in case in point like guitar hero and yeah. now that's on the decline and um, i guess call of duty and madden are, are games that are kind of evergreen uh people don't seem to want to not buy Call of Duty since every single Call of Duty game that has come out has been the biggest selling game in the world ever, uh, even the one before it. Yeah. So, um, who knows? Uh, I don't know about you, but, like, personally, like, I mean, yeah, it's definite, obviously, mainstream people love their Call of Duty, but, like, I have no interest in playing Black Ops. Like, even though people are saying it's good, I'm just, like, I don't feel any pull towards it at all. Like, neither do I. I didn't, you know, I didn't pick it up and uh everyone's like raving about it but i mean i just i'm okay playing sitting around playing super meat boy or pac-man you know cedx and letting everyone else have their fun with call of duty <laughs> i feel the same uh i was actually walking through um a couple of stores in, in on black friday and dudes are walking to the store like 
Wear that Call of Duty Black Ops. Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call. And I swear they were like saying it out loud, like it, they were zombified, and they yeah. were just like instead of saying brains, they're like Call of Duty Black Ops, <laughs> and it was nuts. I'm like, damn. All right, and then have me walk and talk about like I don't know, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14, or I don't know. I don't want to reveal anything that I, I purchased until it's time, so I'm trying not to talk about well, what I Well, should we uh, segue into that? Because we got about two and a half minutes till the Steam deals roll over. That's true. I think I want to spend those two and a half minutes reading um, uh, Ed's email. Ed, you buccaneer, sent an email to us uh, responding to the Metroid Other M conversation uh, that he had begun, I think, three weeks ago or something like that. And then I finally got my response in. So... Uh, to read his message, which oh, I've completely like, blanked out there, which is fucking awesome. Uh, he says, hey guys, this will go a little against the email subject line since in the end, I really enjoyed the game. And after beating Arthur M and getting 100% of the items, I think the only annoying problem with it is the lack of controller options. My previous letter ranted about how inflexible the game controls are, and I still think that. In my mind, the game would have benefited from alternate control schemes, mainly one for the classic controller. If I had any decision power in the game's design, I would have made it that one of the analog sticks would control Samus normally, the other would adjust her aim, and with the touch of one of the shoulder buttons, you'd enter FPS mode. I agree with Austin, not being able to move while in FPS mode was annoying, and the main gripe, and was the main gripe most of the reviews had with this game. It just became a gimmick during fights that required its use. It didn't really add challenge to the game, but frustration, thanks to not being able to move, and to the fact that the game auto-locks on enemies on its own. Sometimes you'd want to shoot a specific part of a boss, but thanks to the many additional threats in the room, your aim would be all over the place. The ability to control her shots would have been nice. Anyway, I don't want to make this into an armchair designer love letter telling Team Ninja how to make their games. It would have been great to have more flexible options, but as it stands right now, Other M is still a very enjoyable game with some problems. With that in mind, from what you guys have been hearing about the new Donkey Kong game, do you think it'll suffer from similar problems? I've been hearing people complain about forced motion controls into common actions like hitting the ground. What do you guys think, Eduardo? I can't answer this question yet because I really don't know anything about Donkey Kong Country Returns since... Uh, yeah, me either. I didn't know they were going to have forced motion controls, which if they do, yeah. like if there's no option for just you know regular control scheme, then yeah, that's not... Fun. Yeah, that's not really fun either. Uh, unless it's a game that was designed around motion controls, which this game or I mean, Donkey Konga, right? If it's like Donkey Konga, I was gonna say Samba de Amigo, but Donkey Konga is a much better example because it's in the actual universe. Uh, and Donkey Kong Country was a standard run and jump controller kind of game, and then what, you're gonna throw motion controls into it. I'll have to look into that and get back. I think what we can do is like over the week if we think about it. Uh, now this is kind of getting me into maybe reading a little bit about Donkey Kong Country Returns. I wasn't planning on buying it, but I do know that Evelyn likes Donkey Kong Country. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I can get it for her or something like that. But now I'm yeah. kind of interested in seeing what, uh, you know, what the issues are. That's usually what I do for a game that I'm, like, on the fence about. I just open up the review and see what's wrong with it. Because anything that's good with it, you know, it's not really going to be, be a big deal to me. I'm going to want it because of what it does well, but I might not want it because of what it doesn't do well. Uh, let's see. They updated the yes, Steam list, 
And they have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which I already have. Uh, I was hoping they would have Modern Warfare 2. Um, <laughs> let's see. So let's just uh, break down this Steam list here. Um, you got Left 4 Dead For 2. people who are listening and not going to be able to get any of these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, the sale will be over many, many times. But just for your uh, your enjoyment, we have Left 4 Dead 2, $5, 75% off. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, Warfare half off at $15. Wings of Prey, half off $15. Supreme Commander 2 for $3.75. That's a good game. You should get it, but you won't because you will be listening to this after the sale is over. And I don't have the money to get it. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I do. I can spend $3.75, but I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an indie game, uh, Galcon Fusion, $2.50. Uh, what is that? I don't know. It looks like it's a strategy game. Arcade strategy game. High-paced multiplayer galactic arcade strategy game. Woo! Uh, it's King's Bounty Platinum Edition, which... Uh, King's Bounty is like some weird RPG yeah. strategy I game. I tried this like, demo of it, mm-hmm. and it, it was just like, what the fuck's going on here? And I don't know, I couldn't get into it. Uh, I know Tycho from Penny Arcade loves the series, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about it. I couldn't get into it. Well, apparently it's a... Um, a mix between something like a standard RPG and then a game, a, a massive strategy game like Heroes of Might and Magic. And I hate Heroes of Might and Magic because it takes you like six hours to finish a stage. I remember um, 2002, back then playing uh, Heroes of Might and Magic, and me and Rob would just like sit in the house for like three to four hours trying to kill each other in this Might and Magic game. It's turn-based. So we would be setting up armies and everything like that, and the stage is huge. Three hours later, we don't even see each other, and we quit. <laughs> it, it, was, it was, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be as big as how Heroes of Might and Magic was. Well, maybe we were playing Heroes of Might and Magic wrong, but damn. Uh, that's 875, King's Bounty. Uh, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, which I think is supposed to be a good game, a reboot of the uh, Tomb Raider series, except it's now called Lara Croft. Uh, 50% off at 7.49. The uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 episodes from Liberty City, uh, standalone follow-up, meaning you don't have to actually buy uh, Grand Theft Auto to play these expansions. Is that the case? Yes, you don't need the base game to play these expansions. Oh, wow. But th- this isn't, like, the best deal. I mean, well, I guess for now it's a good deal. But, like, I was able to get, when they had the whole Rockstar pack on sale, mm-hmm. like, I think I got, like, all the Grand Theft Auto games plus the episodes for, like, about this price or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what half off. Let me see. Um, that's thirty or sixty six. Sixty six percent off. So that's at ten dollars. And then there's an indie pulse pack. These which, indie packs are awesome, by the way. Yeah, I kind of missed out on one. I I missed out on one, but I didn't miss out on one because of the fact that there were some games in it that I didn't want. But then there yeah. were some games that I wanted. And I'm like, ah, I could probably spend. But like, I mean, even like they're all five bucks. They all include five games. Like. You know, usually there's at least one game in that pack that's going to be worth that $5. Yeah, very true. So, like, yeah, I mean, like, if I if I was spending money, I would have bought all the indie packs. Like, this one, yeah, has what? Audio Surf, Beat Hazard, uh, Bit Trip, Beat Rhythm Zone, and the Polynomial. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I have Audio Surf and Beat Hazard, but Bit Trip, Beat, I think is worth probably at least a couple bucks. Um, Rhythm Zone I've been interested in, and Polynomial I hear is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I can't buy this pack right now, but I want to... <laughs> And then, like, I wanted to get the Indie Clever Pack, too, which has a bunch of stuff, including VVVVVV. Yeah. Which, uh, that alone is worth five bucks, in my opinion. Plus, there's also World of Goo in it. Yep. But, yeah, again. Uh, then they had the Indie Story that. Pack that had Gish in it. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, I want to Gish. Yeah, I got that one. 
but I actually I got that one on specifically that one. for Gish, and uh, I forgot what else is in there. There's something else in there that I wanted, but yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then they uh, have the, the the give and get deals, which oh, puzzle agent was in the other one. Uh, oh yes, yes, puzzle agent. Uh, the give and get deals are pretty funny because they give you like a, a whole jillion games, and yeah, you pay like you know pennies for each game. But the thing is, okay, now I have, for example, Nick's Quest. Next quest, they give you 10 games at 85% off each game. If I add it to my card, it is free because it doesn't work yet. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how much uh, Next Quest is. Let me find out how much Next Quest is. It's $10 for Next Quest. So 85% of that is probably going to be like, what, um, $2, two, $2.50. Yeah. They give you 10 games. So it's going to be $25 for 10 games, which is awesome because... You know, you can kind of be generous and give them the ten friends, but now I gotta think of ten friends to give it to. And this game looks like well, it's be, pretty cool. It'd be cool, uh, again, if like if I had money to spend to like pick up some of these packs and give them away as like prize. Mm -hmm. You know, give them out as prizes. But uh, alas, sorry, dear listeners, uh, I I bought myself a computer instead. <laughs> Steam's homepage went down. I guess they're uh, setting. Oh, well, now yes. it's back up. Yeah, I think they were setting up uh, okay. the. Um, nope, it still doesn't work. Oh no, it's trying to load it. Anyway, the um, the page that has the price. Now they have the price. Uh, only for Counter-Strike, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it goes. Counter-Strike. $24.99 for six games. Yeah, six Counter-Strike sources for 25 bucks, And then you have to find five friends to give it to you. Um, then they also have it for Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City, 75% each. Uh, six games. So that, I guess, is going to be eight bucks. No, can't be eight bucks. Is 66% was $10, right? Or was that seven dollars? It's not loading I, the homepage. Math for me. sucks. <laughs> no, I don't know what the uh, price on the homepage was, and it's not loading for me. So. Oh, um, it was like ten something on the homepage. It was like ten and change. Yeah, so it's gonna be like seven dollars. Seven times six is like forty bucks. Well, I, I guess you spend forty dollars. All right. Well, enough about <laughs> stuff that people can't buy mm -hmm. and that we won't buy, buy. Any fun stuff? For Black Friday? Um, yes, and as a matter of fact, I will begin to, to talk about that after these words from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sync. Three, two, one. Blam. All right, perfect. And I hope those words from our sponsors have uh, suited your taste. Uh, there probably weren't any words at all, but we are going to talk about Black Friday, which occurred yesterday. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, which apparently is now the first day of Christmas. Um, people in droves just pretty much wake up in the morning or have waited in front of stores for like a week or two. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that family. There was some family somewhere. A family, okay? They sat in front of Best Buy since like two Wednesdays ago because they wanted to be the first ones in the store. What? And they didn't want to be the second or the third one. They wanted to be the first ones. Did they, wait, were they trying to get some like high... The high ticket items? I don't know. All I know is that they were sitting in front of the store since like the the eighth or something like that. Yeah, it's like two weeks. And they wanted to be the first. But it was the entire family, which meant that there were kids involved. What values are you teaching your children? I digress. Black Friday for me. <laughs> I um <clears throat> actually I've been working like a freaking dog. Uh, I've worked for about twelve days straight. 
worked the week of, um, let me pull out the calendar to take a look. I worked the week of the 7th, straight through. No, that's not true. I worked the week of the 7th, but then I had the days off, uh, the 12th and 13th, but the 14th. I worked straight through the 14th to the 21st, then I worked the 22nd and 23rd, and my holiday was actually the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving because I'm normally off from Friday and Saturday. So I go into work on the 24th, didn't get any sleep because um, I, I usually work midnight to 8, but I went home, I had to go to the UPS and pick up a package, and that took me... It, it, it was ridiculous. It took me an hour and a half almost to get a package from UPS because one guy was sick, one guy was on vacation, and the third guy who was there didn't have a license to drive the cart. So he had to walk into the <laughs> back every time somebody gave him a, a package, and that took 15 minutes. There were seven people in front of me. So you do the math. Uh, I went home, and I had like five-hour energy, all kinds of craziness. I was It was nuts. And I went back to work. I did my job for another eight hours. <laughs> Came back home, ate, I passed out. Woke up in the morning, uh, did Thanksgiving, and I was kind of tired late, got home around 1 o'clock, woke up at 6, went to BJ's. Uh, BJ's was having a sale, like, you know, everybody should know that I haven't had an Xbox because it it doesn't work. It, it works, like it turns on, but then it gives me an E74, an E71 error randomly, like, when I started up, but then it starts to work. And after it starts to work, it freezes when it loads up graphics. Like if I go to my friends list, it freezes. If I go into a certain games, uh, it will freeze. If I play something like Madden 10, it I can play a whole game. But if I play Bayonetta, I can't play through two minutes of the intro. So I was trying to figure out what I was going to do about the Xbox. And I didn't want to pay full price for one. So I found BJ's. They, they had a sale on all consoles, $50 off. And I wanted Xbox 250 all the sales on Black Friday, and probably going to be all the sales going into the holiday, are all on 4 gigs. And, you know, that's a waste of money, getting a, a 4 gig bundle or whatever if you have content. Right. So I went to BJ's and waited online from about 6.40 to 7, and then they opened the door. People started going in. It was nice and calm. No fights, no trampling. I went right to the case because I saw like a, a group of four people would stand in front of the case. Because in BJ's, what you have to do is you have to fill out a form. All of the the equipment there are like behind a gate, so you can't like steal the consoles. And you have yeah. to fill out the form, pay for it, and then get it at the gate. But what they did to facil- facilitate that was you fill out the form and you go to the gate and pay for it there and get it late. So I fill out the form really quickly because I'm like okay what's the number and then some guy said it so I put it down and then I ran over to the gate and it was like three or four people in front of me people getting like tom toms all over the place and uh it was nuts like I didn't see any xboxes really come out and also on top of that people were getting like ps3s and like the new wii and I looked in the back I'm like wow they have a red dsi and I was like damn I, I think uh <laughs> I, I want to get one of those but I'm trying to wait for the 3ds I'm sitting there waiting okay then I go, this guy in front of me is getting the 360 with 250 gigs, and I'm getting the 360 right after that. And then when I give my slip to the lady, she says, okay, there's one more left. And I'm like, oh, man, I got the last one. Thank goodness. They gave it to me. I paid for it. Left. And then um, in that same building upstairs, they have Kmart and Toys R Us right next to each other. So I had a $15 coupon that expired today for Kmart, and I was definitely going to buy something because I didn't want the the coupon around, especially $15. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, drove around because you had to actually leave and then come back in to go upstairs to onto the roof and park. So I did that. Went inside. Went to Kmart. No, I went to Toys R Us first actually because I wanted to see what sales they had. I completely forgot what sales they had, and I was looking on my phone, a cheap ass gamer, and I found that they had a sale. Buy one get one five dollars. I'm like, buy one get one five dollars. Hell yeah! And I looked at the list, and I'm like, okay, uh, hmm. I think I'll get Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Went inside, it's like a freaking madhouse in there, sort of. Like uh, like I said, I was walking into the Toys R Us, and these three dudes was like, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Call of Duty, I want that Call of Duty. And I'm like, damn, they should have it already. And it's not on sale at all on Black Friday, the like Call of Duty. So right. I don't understand, like, you know, why you wait till Black Friday. But anyway. I go inside and there's this long ass line, people shopping carts and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? And it looks like a club almost because they wall off the entire video games area so you can't like just walk in. And there's this guy standing at the exit. And I'm like, um, how do I get in here? And it, he thought I said, can you get me in here? And so he was like, <laughs> oh, what, you mean, uh, how can I get you? And I'm no, 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 no. I just want to know how. It's not a club. And then he told me I had to go around and go inside. So I went and like, bypassed all these people and looking at the games. And then they had a typo on the list that said PS3 Need for Speed. So I'm thinking, oh, man, I don't want to get the PS3 Need for Speed because I think that if Austin gets it because he expressed interest in it, he'd probably get it for 360. And then I'd probably find more people play with on 360 since yeah. I don't really have a friends list on PS3. Um, I asked Lady... And she confirmed that it's for both consoles. So then I went and got Spider-Man and um, and the, the, the Need for Speed. And they just she just gave it right to the lady at the counter. I'm like, oh, thank goodness I don't have to wait a half an hour for this because you know I had to wait so long to get into BJ's and I waited about 15 minutes, 20 minutes to get my Xbox. So I put everything in the car and went to work. I worked on Friday too, so you know I'm like. <laughs> I, the government is gonna have a field day with my paycheck, but I'm gonna come out with a good amount of money. Yeah, and all throughout the month, that was all I did on Black Friday. But Newegg had a sale all month called Black November, which is hilarious. Uh, each day they had some kind of special sale, and then they had like daily deals and things like that. And I upgraded my computer. I got um a new motherboard, a new some new RAM, and I got a new hard drive. And I did all this primarily because Final Fantasy XIV ran like shit on my computer. I put all the stuff together because I kind of ordered it separately between like the first couple of weeks of um, November as I found the deals because I didn't want to pay full price. <clears throat> I found a motherboard, uh, uh, ASRock motherboard for I think $75 and I got RAM for 120 It's um, four sticks of two gigs a piece. One of them is bad so I got to send it back but I still have four gigs in my, in my machine which is still more than enough. Um, got that for 120, and then I got the hard drive on sale for. I want to say I got it for 70. It's a black edition, um, one gig, one terabyte hard drive, and usually those drives go for like 90 to 100 dollars. So I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Put all that together, Final Fantasy 14 runs like fucking butter right now, hot butter, <laughs> and um. Everything else runs really well, so I'm very satisfied with what I have. Even with the 4 gigs of RAM, everything is perfect. Um, now I have another computer that I want to build uh, that's going to be like a database server. 
I have a couple of parts of that. I actually just received um, some memory to go with it. So I took out all the stuff from my old computer. But some of the stuff from my old computer I'm going to use and resell that computer. And uh, the other stuff I have to buy. But that's not here or there. Uh, the database computer, I bought the a, a DVD drive for it and I bought RAM for it. I just have to get the motherboard, the case, and uh, a hard drive, a power-saving hard drive. That I'll probably do in the next couple of weeks. And I think that's all I did for Black Friday, if I'm correct. Alrighty. Now, um, what did you do? I, since you, I guess I, I start with Newegg since you mentioned them. I also bought computer parts. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, I just. I've been, you know, saying for a while that I wanted to upgrade my computer and these deals are going on, you know, through Black Black November and uh, I didn't want to miss out on anything and I had the money so I was like, fuck it, I'll get some parts now and I'll just get the rest uh, later. Um, so I'm logging into my new egg to describe what I got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, uh, I, you know, like I was trying to decide what the most important stuff was, and I figured getting a case, obviously, to put stuff in, and uh, like the motherboard uh, was my main concern, and then figuring everything else out later. Mm-hmm. Um, and since there was a motherboard comboed with a CPU for a good price, I decided to go with that. Where the uh, uh, um, order status? Well, that yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I can look at it that way. You can look at your recent uh, orders. Yeah, there we go. All right, so. Uh, I just got like a regular black uh, stand, you know, simple black steel slash plastic ATX case. Yes, yeah, uh, but it was it was like twenty bucks off, and it actually like in the picture it looked pretty sweet, and it comes with like a blue LED fan already in it and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So I I it's that. a Rosewell, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's going to be a pretty good case. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and then uh, for the the motherboard, I went with an ASUS uh, AM3 board uh, because it was like. You know, it's an AMD stuff, but it was because of the combo price. Um, I mean, I, I'm not tied to AMD over Intel or the other way or anything like that. Um, so I was really just looking for the best price. And AMD uh, will so always board, give you the best price. Yeah, this board was comboed with a like a, a triple core uh, Phenom two uh, processor. Um, so I was like, the board has said that it, it's it's a good capable board for unlocking mm-hmm. a fourth core. So I figured, I mean, I'll run it just standard with the triple core for now. And if, if in the future I want to OC it and unlock that fourth core, I will try. Um, Odds are, I don't know. It, it may be like mine. My board has uh, one key. You just like press X on a startup and then it does everything yeah. for you. Yeah. I just uh, like, I'd be worried that I wouldn't like, like, I'd be worried about cooling because mm-hmm. I, w- I don't know like how much cooling I'll get off the bat. And I would want to make sure I'd have enough because I, I would. I'd be very worried that I wouldn't have it adequately adequately cooled, and then I would like fuck something well, up. Well, um, I did rec- remember from the emails that I kind of saw in my haze last night because I-, I went to sleep at like seven o'clock last night. Yeah. Uh, from all this working and waking up early, going to Black Friday and cooking to eating and all that other mess. Um, you're getting uh, an OEM chip, right? That doesn't have a heatsink on it. Right. So then- I mean, I'm gonna have to get the heatsink and everything, but I'm just talking about like cooling in general, like all like all over the place well in general as long as you have you know like your big fans on the on the case to blow out the air then you're good mm-hmm. but with your your primary concern if you're going to overclock is just getting a good heat sink and fan but now you're open to getting it instead of getting just a stock one that came with it 
you can kind right. of look for, oh, well, I, I will want to probably overclock soon, so let me get something that's good for overclocking. Right. That's still inexpensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's what I got. And, uh, like, I, w- uh, I was telling you guys, and, uh, like, I'll be coming into uh, some more money within a week or so with, in which I'll be able to buy the rest of my parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, maybe within maybe, – maybe before the end of the year, I can get a, a, at least one game of Borderlands in with you guys or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I'm only, like, level 10 or 11 in that game, and Austin's only 13. So it's not like yeah, I mean, you have to catch up. <laughs> Just that alone, like, you know, because, like, we had that whole thing where it's, like, we all got it, and I couldn't really play with you guys, mm-hmm. and then, like, I have, you know, I have these GTA, I have, I have four in the episodes, and I've got uh, Left 4 Dead 2, mm, and, I like, play all that. these games that, that don't run very well on my current computer, right. so, like, I'm excited to, you know, get this going and, and play these games. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have video and, yet, uh, right? What's you that? You don't have a video card yet, right? No, no, I haven't settled on a video card yet. Uh, I know we, we got to do a little discussion there, mm-hmm. but... uh. I'll probably like I'll probably piece together everything else first, and then see how much money I have left to work over with for the video card. Okay, because I think um, you can still find a good deal going into the end of December. So like I told you that that um <clears throat> that fifty seven seventy that yeah. basically it's made by a different brand name, but it's the one that I have. Uh, yeah. that's one hundred twenty nine with a mailing rebate, and then now it's you know it's ninety nine after the mailing rebate. It's perfect, you know. Um, that card is what I'm, you know, playing Final Fantasy XIV, it runs like butter on, so you get all the stuff that you have, I guarantee you that, you know, you get a nice video card like that, or even, like, this 8800 GT that I have here would probably still be decent. Uh, it would be yeah. great, you know, above and beyond for every other game, and you're not playing Final Fantasy XIV, but I think that right. for the future, I would recommend, uh, aside from me, you know, try, saying $50 for this 8800 GT, if you spend another $50 to get a 5770, you'd you'd be set. Right. So, and I mean that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking is you know like if I have that extra $50 yeah. to throw towards the video card I would go with the uh, the better one. Okay. I can um, keep an eye out for it. But you. uh yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what what goes on. Uh but yeah, I'm just excited and uh yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for you, man. Um so uh let's talk about some other Black Friday stuff real yeah. quick and then we'll You got you got something we'll else? Go other stuff. Uh well, I wanted to talk about like cuz like since I didn't actually buy a lot of physical items except for the computer parts, I bought a lot of digital stuff. Obviously, like I said, I bought some stuff on Steam. Mainly the uh, I bought the uh, the indie story pack, um, uh, and I bought this wasn't a Black Friday deal, but I put a pre-order down on Super Meat Boy for PC. And yes, even though I have it for Xbox Live Arcade, I'm going to be getting the PC version too because I think that game is pure genius, and Team Meat deserves all the money in the world. Um, <laughs> Uh, at some point, I'll go ahead and buy the uh, the soundtrack and probably give them like ten bucks for that or something like that. Because um, oh, uh, they have a soundtrack just, out. Yeah, uh, if you go to teammeet.com, or no, actually, I think you just go to supermeatboy.com and one of the blog posts or somewhere on there, they have a link to where you can get the soundtrack. Okay. And it's a it's a quote unquote pay your own price, but there is a minimum, I think, of four dollars at least that you have to pay. Okay. Um, but you can put down more, so I'd probably throw down more because I just I'm they they're giving me so much enjoyment. Like, you know, like, it, I would, I don't know, like, it, even just for the Xbox Live Arcade game, if that was a retail release for $60, like, I probably would have paid it. I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight once I know what the game is. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I mean, if that had, it had just come out $60, I'd be like, what the fuck is this game for $60? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like but, this, uh, and it plays like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm in love with the game, and uh, so I didn't mind, you know, 
uh, or pre-ordering it on Steam. Now, keep in mind that uh, the game releases on November 30th. I don't know when this podcast will go up, but after the uh, the pre-order price is $10. Afterwards, it'll be go up to the $15. Um, so uh, <clears throat> a couple of reasons why it be better, like maybe not better, but different on Steam is uh, that there is going to be some other characters that are, you know, special to... Uh, to the PC version, um, Steam specifically gets a, a you know a, a Half Life head crab. Um, oh right, I remember hearing about that. And there'll be some other characters too, like uh, what else is it? I, uh, there was another thing in there which I can't remember. Fuck. Uh, yeah, anyway, sure. there yeah, are other there's another other, special character. Yeah, other characters that are special for the PC. The the reason I want to try to remember it is because uh, a funny story. Uh, cheap ass gamer is doing this contest where it's like a win everything for Black Friday contest, which I don't know if they announced a winner for yet or not, or if that's going to the end of the month. But basically, they're giving away like all the hot new shit. You know, they're giving away like one, like a Wii, a, a 360, a PS3. I think they're giving away a Connect, a Move, um, and some other stuff and all that. Like just basically a lot of shit. Uh, and um, part of the uh, way the contest works is that you go to Cheap Ass Gamer and you, like, do all these different means of earning t- raffle tickets or whatever, and one of them is to create a top, like, a, a create, I don't know if it has to be a top ten list, but create a list, because uh, CAG has support for lists and stuff from its users. So I made a top ten list of uh, characters I would like to see in Super Meat Boy, um, mm-hmm. and this was before I even knew anything about the PC version and the secret characters and all that. Uh, and so I... I'm sorry, I'm looking at the blog post trying to find the extra characters while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> so, oh, there it is, okay. So, in my list, um, which I probably can't get to very easily right now, but uh, I remember some of the characters I named were uh, things like the Ninja from N+, um, Faith from Mer- Mirror's Edge, uh, what else? Like, maybe a Hunter from Left 4 Dead, just, you know, just random things I thought would be kind of cool. Um, right. Any any Peggle Master from Peggle. Uh <laughs> But uh, I think my top one was uh, Lamar from Half-Life 2, you know, the head crab. Um, and uh, and then I had some honorable mentions. And, yeah, the, one of the honorable mentions actually is in is going to be in the game as well. So, uh, yeah, like, I posted the list on November 16th. And apparently this post on Super Meat Boy got posted on November 16th where they revealed that the head crab was going to be this special Steam exclusive. So I don't know what went up first. But I did not know that until after I'd already like made my list. So I was like, "Hey, that's awesome!" Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the other character is uh, a Goo Ball from World of Goo, which I put as a complete like ridiculous thing. I didn't think they'd actually do that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's gonna be there. Um, oh, one of the other ridiculous things I put, which I thought was funny, was just uh, being the flower petal from Flower. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that would be pretty funny to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like. That that's cool that they have these extra characters in it. Uh, there'll be I don't know if there'll be any like uh, additional levels, but they are going to be including eventually. It says on on the Steam info page that there will eventually be a Steam level editor or not Steam. I'm sorry, just a a level editor. Uh, again, I don't know if that's Steam only, PC only, or if that'll come out for Xbox Live Arcade. But um, you know, if if, if it's PC only, that's another reason why I would want to get it because uh, like I would definitely like to make some levels for this game because I love it. Um, oh so my yeah. goodness! Uh, I, sorry, I was looking at Cheap Ass Gamer and I saw some ad about um, um, 
Fries had a sale or something like that. And I looked, I'm like, not interested in games. There's no games that I want right now. And then they had this part about Blu-rays and DVDs. And then I see they had Mad Men Season 1, 2, and 3 on Blu-ray and DVD for $11.99. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I read the post right under it and I said, oh, wow. Um, I looked at that Fries. I was really interested in the uh, Mad Men Season 1, 2, and 3. But I couldn't uh, take advantage of the Best Buy deal. They had it for $9.99 earlier today. So I go to Best Buy and they have all three seasons for $9.99 a piece. But none of them are available shipping, so I have to find out if they're available at the store. I need this. Oh, <laughs> I am so like I don't know, I I freaking work for the company that like produces this on TV, but I I want this like on D, on Blu-ray or DVD. So. <laughs> anyway, like, I don't talk about that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, we we yeah, because when we were in Best Buy yesterday, we kept seeing like DVD seasons and stuff that we wanted, and like uh one of Amazon's lightning deals uh within the past week or so was uh. Uh, the Lost Complete series, like for like, I think it was like half off or more, um, on both Blu-ray or DVD, and like we so wanted to jump on it, but I don't know. In the age of Hulu, Netflix, and other means of getting video, it's so hard for me to like justify buying actual physical DVDs anymore. Yeah, that, I feel the same way. But there's something about like there's certain shows that I just really want to have. I don't buy movies anymore, really, except, you know, that this leads me into another thing I did for Black Friday. Amazon had a sale on Harry Potter years one through six on Blu-ray and DVD, 60% off. Harry Potter one through six on Blu-ray is $100. I just bought it for 40 and it came today. I've never seen Harry Potter before, but I always <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> I know, it's like, oh, God, the flames are coming. But um, No, I, mean, I love Harry Potter. But I know there are a lot of people, it's a late to the party kind of thing. Like, why did yeah. you ever say that? Oh, uh, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> so, um, I find that hilarious that, you know, like I haven't seen Harry Potter and then I take advantage. I got all six movies in one fell swoop on yeah. Blu-ray. On Blu-ray even. So that I can like catch them and then I can see, you know, uh, the last one, is it De- Deathly Hallows? Yep. Uh, yeah, I can see Deathly Hallows part one before it, it comes out part two during the summer or whatever. I'm probably going to miss it, but who knows? Um, wow. All th- oh, wait. That's just the first one. I'm, I'm looking to see. Yep, the store nearby me has them right after the podcast. I'm going to pick this up. I'm getting <laughs> $30 for like $70 worth of Blu-rays of like one of my most favorite shows, of which the first season I have not really seen, but since I work on the show, seasons two and three, uh, and well, actually, season two I haven't really seen. Season three I saw because I was that I was employed when season three came out, and then season four, uh, yes, I worked on every single episode of that, and it was really good. So yeah, Mad Men, good show. You should see it. I definitely want to. I mean, people talk about it all the time, but that's that's not on Netflix. I don't. No, think. it's not. That's still the thing. Um, because AMC they have their own like little network i don't think that they i mean they have it but it's not on instant like breaking bad which is another amc show that's yeah. on dvd but not on instant too and that's a really good show too like if yeah, you're I hear people talk about that one yeah. too <laughs> uh so anyway all right so uh, other quick stuff that mm-hmm. i bought uh xbox was having some stuff on sale on you know the uh like xbox Live arcade games and things like that um so some stuff i picked up on there uh explosion man which actually the sale is still going on right now yeah, but obviously that. by the time okay yeah so explosion man got for two bucks once 160 points uh picked up greed core for two bucks um 
the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, you know, uh, like Xbox original, oh, yeah. or whatever thing San for, Andreas, for five San bucks. San Andreas was like my favorite Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, I think it is the best Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, and for five bucks, just be able to jump back into that world and mess around, you know, even every once in a while, that's totally worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, picked up the uh, Creedence Clearwater pack for uh, Rock Band 3 for five bucks. Uh, I already had Trials HD, but they had the uh, add-on content for sa- on sale, so I picked that up. Um, ah, they did. I, I was interested remotely in getting uh, Trials HD, but I decided not to... Uh, just because I didn't want to spend so much money, like right off the bat, I got my Xbox One. I'm spending money. Well, I mean, it's still because I mean they had their one day sales, and technically it's still on, even though it's past Black Friday. It's still the Trials HD itself is still on sale, uh, for five bucks. And as you know, it's down for fifteen. So yeah. I would recommend at least getting the base game because it's a great game. And I mean. I think you'd like it, considering you do like the the hard ass games like Super Meat Boy and stuff like that. Oh, and, I was putting um, a lot of time into that game when I was playing the demo. It, oh, okay. It was like I really liked it, but the thing is, I was thinking about whether I had enough time to actually play it because you know now my time is being occupied by all the other games, which I'll describe when we get to what you've been playing. We'll we'll close out with that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I would say five bucks if you have an extra five bucks, grab it while it's you know you know. Oh, I got it. Five bucks. <laughs> um, and then uh, I have 400 points left, so I think I'm actually I'm I was trying to decide between uh, uh, Portal still alive, you know, on uh, on Xbox Live Arcade, but <laughs> since I already have Portal on PC, I don't really need it. Um, but I figured uh, it just be you know I love Portal and be a great way to play it again. But uh, mm-hmm. I do have the first Secret of Monkey Island special edition on Xbox Live Arcade. Okay. So I'm probably gonna buy the second one because it's also on sale right now and. Uh, like I, I own both of them on my iPhone, and I don't actually have those in my Steam. But I'm probably gonna buy them in my Steam at some point. Uh-huh, yeah, um, I have them on Steam. Yeah, I but think like, I got the I got the first one for free when I bought the second one. No, 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 no. I bought the first one and I got the uh, curse of no. One of the things happened. I bought uh, <laughs> Monkey Island two, and I bought Monkey Island one. And when I bought one of those, I got Curse of Monkey Island. Or something like that. Yeah, Curse of Monkey Island, which is the third one, for free. I'm just going to look, but I'm pretty sure I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But you were going to get them for Steam eventually anyways. They have them, like, everywhere. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm a fan of those games. And uh, I was going to say that Dez and I played the first one on uh, Xbox together. Mm-hmm. So it would be a, a way for us to play a second one together. Um. But then I just, as I went to go buy it, I realized I'm actually a, f- a little bit short on the points so i might not actually get it um i thought i had 400 i apparently only have 260 so maybe i bought something else and i don't even remember mm-hmm. um or desiree logged in and bought something on me <laughs> um but uh anyway so yeah that's it for xbox and then the only other stuff i've been buying digitally is has been uh a lot of iphone stuff because uh black friday like a lot of apps have been going on sale like down to a dollar or free okay. um so i've been going app crazy as well um Nothing super really worth talking about. Let me just open it up real quick and mm-hmm. see if there was anything I got. Um, yeah, I think I got Monkey Island Special Edition for free when I got Monkey Island 2, because those are the only two Monkey Island games I have. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing really worth talking about on the iPhone, at least nothing that I've gotten a chance to really like delve into and play hardcore yet. Okay. Um, so I will let us move on. Uh, do you want me to go over the other questions do you have anything else you want to talk oh, about oh right Friday? 
Um, no, I'm done with Black Friday, but definitely let's go into um, answering those other questions from the wave. Uh, so we'll be back after these messages from our loyal sponsors. Wave.google.com. <laughs> I swear, they, they, they would like they saying would, like, it out loud, out loud like, it, like they were they zombified, and they would just like instead of saying brains, they're like Call of Duty, 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 Call of Call of Duty, Duty, Call of Call of Duty, Duty, Call of Duty, 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 Duty. All right, so now we're back again. And we're going to answer some questions from last week that Pete didn't get a chance to voice on because he was away. And uh, let's see, that first question is the, um, I am right on this one. Yeah, the one about the studio closures uh, from Doc Brown from GamingTheMedia.com. He asks, uh, who's to blame for all of the recent closures? Publishers, developers, crowd industry? What do you have to say? Um... I blame the recent closures on uh, game prices uh, versus quality, I guess. Um, You have... uh, Okay, so obviously the recent closures probably is in reaction to the closing of Bizarre Creations, I'm assuming. Yeah, Um, that's one of them, but there's quite a few others that are under the radar. Okay, well, I'm going to use Bizarre Creations as my example. Okay. Um, They made Geometry Wars, an awesome fucking game. Uh, when it came out, cost $5. Then they go and make games like... Uh, I mean, they made PGR 3, which was good, uh, but then they made PGR 4, The Club. Um, what was their most recent game? They made The Club? Yeah. For Sega? I believe they did, didn't they? Hang on a second. I don't know. I thought that was a platinum, but... Um, you want me to find out? Well, you can continue. Well, okay. Uh, so, they made well, they made something else very recently. Blur. Um, Oh, Blur, yeah, that would be the other one. Which, Blur, I loved. I thought it was fucking incredible. Um, but uh, Yeah, they you know, did do the club. Yeah, I thought so, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, these games, even the club was a good game in my opinion. Yeah, I wanted that game, but I never the bought problem it. Is, <laughs> the problem is, none of these games were worth $60. No, they weren't. Uh, Blur, I thought, was worth $30 for multiplayer alone. The Club, probably 20 or 30 And PGR 4, I had no interest in because PGR 3 was all right. But you have games like Forza 3 coming out. So why would anybody want PGR 4, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the problem is they they made incredible small games. Um, and even on their big budget games, if they had like priced them lower or, like, I don't know, worked it somehow so they were smaller and downloadable or something like that. They could have stayed afloat. I think the problem is just that they were like, not that they were getting greedy, but that like, you know, they're owned by owned by Activision, and Activision wants them to probably put out these big name, big budget games and try to charge full price. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling if Bizarre Creations had been left to their own devices, they would have probably steered more towards the downloadable stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I mean, when a studio closes, I think that's the main problem is that. Uh, they're focusing on these big budget, big risk titles that don't pan out, and like, it's no secret that every that these that the industry is it's all risky propositions now. If you're going into like going into the big budget field or whatever, uh, you know, if you're gonna be on a store shelf trying to fight for space, you're competing against so many other games, and most people nowadays are just focusing on the big titles. Yep. Like Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is now a big title. You believe that? They're already yeah. talking about next year's Assassin's Creed. 
Yeah, I know. It's like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, I know everybody thinks like, well, you know, if we do it right, we can be the next big series. But um, unless you have the stability to actually take that risk, you probably shouldn't do it. You should like, that's why other companies like, you know, Tim Schaefer is like, you know, giving, not giving up, but like that he's been focusing on smaller downloadable content, not content, downloadable games for a while now because, you know, that that his studio was in so much trouble from like the failings of things like Psychonauts and things like that. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that's what I would blame closures on. Okay. Uh, shall we move on to the next question? Yes. Uh, what would you recommend? I won't be able to answer it, but you can ask it. <laughs> Dr. Fishy Pants wants a recommendation for 1800 Nintendo Wii points. Uh, would you like for him to use it on an innovative new game or obscure visual, uh, virtual console classic? Dude, I've never even been into the Wii shop. <laughs> um, we have our Wii, and I think we have it hooked up to the Wi-Fi, but we've never gone into the Wii shop. So I don't know what you can even spend points on. Um <laughs> Can you use it on DS? Like, is it Wii specific points or are they Nintendo points that can use on DS stuff? And do you have a DS? If so, I say you buy those really bad uh, DSware stuff that has been being <laughs> talked about on Giant Bomb, like the notebook apps. And stuff like that. Um, I think the DSiWare points are separate. Oh, are they? Okay. I think so. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of good old school games you can get on the virtual console. Uh, if you haven't already gotten them, get those. Uh, if you're just looking to just blow the points on something stupid, I'm sure there's stupid games out there too. I really <laughs> don't know. Um, or if you don't have the bit trip games, get those because those at least I know are good. Yeah, that's what uh, I said. Yeah, like I would say go with the bit trip stuff. Um, or uh, what's that? That uh, Excite Bike, Excite Rally, or whatever. What is it? Um, oh, Excite Bike World Rally. I think is what it's called. Yeah, go with that. That that seemed pretty cool too. I wish I had uh, points and I would get that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's my answer for him. <laughs> he also asks, besides obvious choices like Grand Theft Auto Three or Super Mario Brothers, name three games that you would include in a class called History of Video Games One Hundred One. Okay, this is a hard question to answer. Oh, because you don't remember. No, no, I no? remember some games. Um, I already have one in my head, but I was gonna say because I'm very prone to want to just name my favorite games um, or games that I really enjoyed. Uh, but they might not necessarily be the best candidates for a class on history of video games. Um, so, I mean, I would, I was originally going to say things like, uh, well, I mean, like some games would definitely work like uh, Half-Life 2 uh, mm -hmm. definitely has to be in there. Um, or maybe even just the original Half-Life because that that would probably maybe be a better candidate as a history or both of them actually you know for different reasons um but uh something like i mean i <laughs> i would want a game like super meat boy to be in there because it's incredible um <laughs> but uh that would be a but, recent history yeah like but i mean just to show that like a game like that you know with old school conventions and amazing challenge and things like that like still cuz like you know when i think video games like, I kind of want to think of that, like, those type of games. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, sort of. It, it like, makes sense. When I think the term just video game, a game like Super Meat Boy or N+, you know, a game like Mega Man or, um, mm. like, even even just, you know, basic, going always back to the basics, Super Mario, like, those challenging platformer-style games are what immediately comes to mind. Um so I think those kind of are the basis for video games as a whole. Uh, and 
uh, yeah. But uh, the other thing I was going to say as a joke, uh, uh, in a joke, but seriously as well, uh, night night trap should be in there um, <laughs> because <laughs> of the uh, you know the attempt of the video game industry to get into things like full motion video and CD based games and um, uh. I mean, I'm not like you know. Obviously, they did go to CD-based games and then DVD-based games, yeah, but like, but you know, they that actually was just... did. But that was supposed to be where it was going. Yes, exactly. And that um, I think is a really great answer there because that was an era. Everything was going to be full motion video based, and people really thought that that was where games were going. And that was around the time when 3DO came out and the CDI came out, and the PlayStation was just starting to be developed. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, so yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> good, good stuff. Um, then uh, Maurice asked a question uh, for once a diehard for a once diehard gamer who can barely scratch together the time to play anything besides Angry Birds on his commute. What is a single <laughs> title you would recommend for a single playthrough, single player run through, and why? Three sixty or PC only. Okay, so if it's three sixty or PC only, and you don't have a lot of time, um, but you want something that has a good story and is a good single player. Uh, despite like it sounded like I was bashing it earlier, I'd say from this year I would go with Alan Wake. Mm -hmm. um, I I love the story in it. Uh, if you're, um, I mean, if you, yeah, if you're a story person and you like I said, uh, don't have a lot of time. The combat's like fairly simple. It's very easy to like if you're not gonna collect everything, it's very easy to just get to that game in like six to eight hours at most. Um, so you know, uh, play like an hour a day for a week and you'll have it done. Um, and I think as an overall experience, despite its shortcomings, it's like a great game. Uh, again, a lot of that goes to me. For me, it goes to story. Um, but it sounds like if you want a single-player game, that's what you would want is story. Uh, if you, I mean, if you want something that's going to last you a while, but not um, not necessarily, like, I mean, if you want something you're going to be able to play for a while, but don't necessarily need story or, uh, like, like um, a campaign. Or I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, I'm going to surmise, surmise it to come down to, like, you can also get Super Meat Boy. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that's a game that you can play in very short bursts. Very true, um, and I think that it, it would um, suit someone who was a hardcore gamer because they would still have that kind of uh, that that they they would tend to want to play a kind of game like that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you like um, you sound like like you you dear listener sound <laughs> like you're into like the uh, the short like quick bursts of gaming because you started about playing Angry Birds on your commute and stuff. So this would be like you know, kind of the home equivalent of a game like that, except to get you a lot more pissed off than Angry Birds. Although Angry Birds pisses me off a lot. I think it pisses a lot of people off. Um, so that's my answer for Mo. Okay. We have a uh, just-in question from Boca Raton, Florida, courtesy of our host. Uh, <laughs> he's, he wants us to give a game that we're totally amped for and why. It can be something that's recently released, but you haven't played yet, and you must pick one. I'm sorry. It was hard for me to hear the question because I heard like this weird like whistling in the background. Oh, that's I my mean... my radiator. It's okay. whistling. Um, let me <laughs> go back into Twitter. Oh, good. It's on my main feed. Uh, a game you're totally amped for and why can be something recently released but haven't played yet. Must pick one. Must pick one. Um. All right. Uh. 
Do you have one in mind while I think? Uh, yeah, I do actually, because I just bought it. Spider-Man Shattered <laughs> Dimensions. <laughs> I really want to play Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions because I haven't played a Spider-Man game really uh, since Super Nintendo and that stupid Spider-Man X-Men Arcade Revenge game, uh, which is really shitty. But I used to have, I probably still have it somewhere, that's that uh, old Spider-Man um, uh, open world game for PlayStation. Like the first one. I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it, but I know it was which called one Spider-Man. Was... Oh, it was it's based Spider-Man. on the movie, I think. Is it uh, one of, like Shaba created or something like that? I don't remember. I think so. Uh, and you can like swing anywhere and do all sorts of stuff. I kind of played that for like five minutes, but um, I haven't played any Spider- Spider-Man games since. And um, I read the reviews on this, and they said that it was really good overall, except for the noir uh, Spider-Man. It didn't seem to work too well with the stealth or things like that, and uh, the the content was kind of unbalanced. But I was really excited about playing like a Spider-Man with Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099, and um, I'm trying to remember what the third Spider-Man is. I think it might be um, um, I don't remember honestly. Uh, but then the fourth one was the black suit noir Spider-Man, which is not same as the black suit space Spider-Man, the one that they kind of fudged up in Spider-Man 3. But uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to cracking that game open and uh, doing some some of that. And it doesn't seem like it's open world. It's more like a stage point A to point B game, which would be a little better for me. I can actually like play it without being overwhelmed by the fact that I can go anywhere. And be like, oh, what's in this building? Oh, what's in this corner? Oh, what's over here? Wait a minute, I haven't fin- I haven't finished the stage, and it's been two, two weeks since I've bought the game uh what about you all right i thought of some stuff so Good. if you'd asked me this question like a week ago i probably would have said the only thing that i'm like actually hyped and interested about uh interested in would be getting my hands on the pro guitar for uh for rock band 3 and messing around with that mm-hmm. but now that i went ahead and ordered those computer parts my answer totally changed because the pro guitar obviously is going to be put off for a while because i just spent that money on this stuff Certainly. um so now my answer is to get uh, I'm hyped about getting back to those games I mentioned earlier, like getting to. Well, play it's got to be one game that you haven't played yet. Okay, uh, then I'll, I'll. I was gonna go through this whole like story of stuff, but it was gonna come down to I'm hyped about Cataclysm. Um, really? Yeah, because I'm not even gonna be able to play that for like a year or something. But uh, once I get my new computer up and running, I'll be able to get back into WoW. Uh, and Desiree plays with me, so we're gonna play together, and we up graded to Wrath of the Lich King recently because they were having deals going on. Yeah. Um, but I'm hyped for Cataclysm. I want to like I want to get cat- I want to get into Cataclysm eventually. Uh, and that's actually because I know once I get back into World of Warcraft, I'm going to get sucked back in hardcore, and then that's going to be the thing that I really want to get to is Cataclysm stuff. But the reason why we're not jumping on board right away is because I never even finished regular stuff. Um, like I mean, I know the world has changed irregardless of whether or not you have Cataclysm. Yeah. But I, I feel like I should at least level cap a character before I even get the, uh, you know, level cap a character with at least Wrath of the Lich King before I even go into Cataclysm. Makes a lot um, of sense. Yeah. So uh, that actually is what I'm right now currently psyched about. Wow. You know, it's funny. Um, what's funny is that I've been, you know, I actually had that problem with WoW. And my accounts and all my characters getting raped. And uh, <laughs> I, since fixing that, and well, actually since being aware of that, I wanted to play it. Um, 
I actually installed it on my hard drive before I got my new computer parts. And now, of course, since I have a new hard drive, I haven't installed it yet, but I haven't had the incentive to reinstall the game because of the fact that I, I, I think about the fact that I'm going to go into this game and I'm not really going to have anybody to play with, but I really want people who I know who I'm going to get together with and play the game with who actually want to play the game. And then I hear that you and Dez are kind of interested in playing, which would be awesome because then you, you're two people who I know who would play the game. Yeah, totally. We would totally play with you too, because uh, I mean, we've definitely rolled multiple characters before to play with like our various friends. So we have no problem like juggling multiple characters, uh, and uh, we're gonna be wanting to roll up new characters anyway once we get back in, because we're gonna roll up some a couple of Death Knights. Oh, okay. Well, that's not really a new character per se. I mean, yeah. Don't you start the character as a new character, even though like? No, no, no. That's not what I mean. Uh, what I mean oh. is the fact that they start at fifty-five, um, because well, of Cataclysm. Right, but it's technically a new character. It just starts at level 55. Exactly. You uh, can't, like, merge one of your current characters to a Death Knight, right? No, no. It has to be a brand new character. Okay. Uh, but what I was uh, referring to was the fact that because of Cataclysm and the, the, the way the world has changed, uh, I was oh, thinking new character one, was in level yeah. one and seeing the entire world well, as Yeah, I mean, that's different. something that uh, we would definitely <clears throat> want to do as well. Uh, yeah, because that, that I was interested, actually, um, to tell you the truth. I don't know if you saw me post on Twitter. Uh, I wanted to do a, a 1 through 60 uh, before Cataclysm came out, like November 1st. I was like, oh, I would so love to do a 1 through 60, but I would need to find four people to play with and who would play, you know, be dedicated enough to play characters and stay within level and then go through all this content for a month. And I'm not going to find anybody like that. Yeah, like it's hard because, I mean, people's schedules just don't line up even to do that. Right. Um, I would have to find people who, like, for example, when I was working in tech support, a whole bunch of people in my circle that I worked with played. So we would go home from work and play at 2 o'clock in the morning. But since I work over in uh, Rainbow by myself, and there aren't really many people who uh, play well in that area who work my shift. So actually, the people who I used to play well with don't really play anymore either. So I don't know anybody. <laughs> Besides you and Dez, who actually play WoW. I think Mo yeah. plays, but I haven't really heard him talk about it. Well, but that would be four guys. if you know. Four yeah, once, once we get back in it, I'll let you know, and then the three of us can uh, you know, harass Mo and get yeah. him. Well, I, th I know he's already got a character, because last time I went to his house, like, he's, his game was on and people were playing his character and whatnot. Oh. So I think that he <laughs> plays, but he doesn't really play, and he's probably got a high-level character, but... I'm sure he'd be interested in rolling a, a, a newbie. Yeah. All right. Uh, so does that um, answer that everything? Yeah, that was uh, Austin's new question. And I think uh, if we can do like a blast of what we've been playing, uh, have you been playing anything significant? Um, uh, well, the only thing I've been playing that I haven't talked about, because I mean, obviously, I've been playing Super Meat Boy. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. right. um, the, I've because uh, I wasn't on last week and stuff, and uh, before that, uh, Pac-Man uh, CEDX came out. Um, so I haven't had a chance to talk about that. Uh, I don't know if you got it or if uh, you and Austin talked about it last week or anything like that. No, but, we, um, we didn't get it. Okay. Um, well, then for people who don't know, uh, I'm assuming anyone who listens to this probably knows what it is, but I'll just really quick explain it. Uh, it's... Like Pac-Man Pac-Man Championship Edition, in which you uh you know it all the instead of 
progressing through different stages, you're just it's a timed uh, trial thing, and mm. uh, the board is split in half. So you go through left half of the maze, eating pellets and fruit, and then like stuff appears on the right half, and then you do the right. Oh, uh, it's like drinking it back, man. Yeah. Um. So with uh, this, with DX, what it does is uh, they introduce sleeping ghosts in the maze. Um. So as you're passing these sleeping ghosts, they wake up and they start following you. And you can get this huge chain of ghosts behind you. Uh, so when you eat a pellet, then you can turn around and basically eat this huge chain of ghosts for massive points. Nice. Um, and it really changes the dynamic of the game because instead of concentrating on pellets, on, on uh, just regular pellets and fruits, uh, you're really concentrating on getting up these ghosts because that's what's going to actually get you the most amount of points. Um, so you're trying to, you know, determine the best routes. They actually, they, they lay out the pellets in the maze to kind of direct you into the best route to pick up these ghosts. Um, and so uh, you'll like get, get this tale of ghosts and uh, you'll, you know, try to time it right so that you, uh, you get a set. Like you can only have apparently as far as I've seen so far, you can only have a set number of ghosts behind you. Um, so you want to try to time it right so that uh, a huge set is appearing on the other half of the maze. Like you finish up, you know, the one half, you get the other half to uh, to appear, mm-hmm. and uh, at the time at that time you you snag a power pellet and you have this like massive ghost set in the other half as well as this massive ghost mass of ghosts behind you. So you like you know you eat all the ghosts that you possibly can uh, and get this mass points, and then you like kind of just reset, repeat uh, with whatever amount of time you have left. Um, the, uh, there are other modes in the game that, uh, basically like offer variants on this still same basic principle of like collecting ghosts. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the core of it is, you know, this championship five minute time trial and, uh, trying to get the high score and, uh, you know, like it's all about leaderboards and your friends scores and competing against those and stuff. Um, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I, I got all the achievements in it. So like, you know, with a game like that, like that's really what's driving me right off the bat is getting all the achievements. Of course. Um, now that I have them all, I like I wanna I wanna stay interested in it to compete against any friends they're playing. Um, but I don't think I have many friends on my friends list that are playing. Um, you know, I, I hear people talk about like the giant bomb guys talk about it and stuff like that, but I don't have them on like my Xbox Live friends list. Right. So it's like I don't really have a lot of people to compete against, so really I'm just kind of competing global against globally global people. Then whatever, uh, yeah, the crazy and, ones. Yeah, and then it kind of diminishes the uh, the fervor for me. Um, so now that I got all the achievements, I'll probably like put that to aside for a while and just go back to Super Meat Boy. Um, but I do really like the game in and of its in and of itself for Pac-Man CEGX. I definitely think it's. An interesting take on Pac-Man. I'm not going to say... A lot of people say it's better than Pac-Man Championship Edition. I'm not going to say that because I feel they're two different games. Okay. Um, based on the way that the game wants you to play it. Um, so, like, both still have their merits. People say they've gone back to, you know, CE and it just feels, like, too slow or too difficult. Oh, that's the other thing. is In DX, like, as you're eating stuff, the, the speed increases. So, wow. you're, like, flying around the maze at it's like, insane speed. Uh, provided you don't die or whatever, and uh, like it just gets really hectic. And then um, Pac-Man also has bombs, so if you get in a hairy situation, you can hit the trigger and set off a bomb, which just shoots all the ghosts back to the uh, pit. Uh, but it also slows down stuff again. Um, 
So, but then if you go back to Pac-Man regular championship edition, it's just, you know, a standard Pac-Man speed. So it must, it probably does feel incredibly slow, uh, but it offers its own kind of challenge because you're not like playing to pick up ghosts. You're playing to actually, you know, do the Pac-Man normal thing. <laughs> um, so uh, can I interrupt you for just one second? Yeah. Have you seen the pictures for this Galcon Fusion game? No. You have to look at these images. It's just like a blur of color. How is this a strategy game? Is what I want to right know. Now. I gotta look at the trailer for this now because it's just. Oh, dude! Huh? I have this game on my iPhone. Really? Yeah. It's basically. It's. I don't know what the set. What the third picture is. Well, like it's actually a second picture because the first thing's a video. Yeah, that's supposed. Um, uh huh. But the other stuff. What it is? Okay. That you got these field of like so if you look at the fourth picture or third picture whatever you want to call it where there's blue and orange, mm-hmm. okay. So what it is you have this mass of planets on the field right and you're one color the opponent's the other color and you start with only a couple planets and a set number on it and that number indicates how populated that planet is. So you select a planet and you can either choose a blank planet or uh, one of your opponent's planets or whatever and then. Uh, your ships will go out from that planet. Like your population will leave the planet at, in the form of these little triangle, triangular ships and go to whatever planet you targeted. Mm-hmm. And so say, for instance, on like the planet that has 14, uh, if you can see that one. Um, if well, I'm, select- I actually looked at the trailer and I see like oh, okay. basically what it looks like is all these planets get selected and then just swarms come out from it and they attack. I guess yeah. basically you leave your planet and you try and conquer the other one. Yeah, it's all about domination and uh, like just it's it's a it's a uh, it's a numbers game. If you have a higher number, you're gonna pretty much win. I mean, <sighs> there it's got a little bit of risk out, you know, like risk the board game where it's yeah. like uh, some randomness, I guess, involved, like maybe in dice rolls or something like behind the scenes. But generally, if you have a larger number, you're gonna win. Um, and yeah, so I had this game on my iPhone, and it's a, it, it's a lot of fun. I can't imagine it being m- like I don't know because uh, it's this is oh no this isn't part of the pack. This is just two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, two dollars fifty cents to play on Steam with uh, multiplayer. Probably probably worth it. It's originally nine ninety nine. I don't think I'd say it's worth it, but I haven't played the Steam version, just the iPhone version, and I haven't gotten mm-hmm. to play multiplayer that way, so I don't know. Uh, you can download a PC demo on Steam, so. Um, yeah, I, I definitely have fun with it on my iPhone, so I'd say check it out. Uh, yeah, I think I might. All right. Uh, man, now now I'm kind of I mean two dollars and fifty cents. I might actually I might actually buy it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now you were talking about um, damn like oh Pac Man. Yeah, I mean I was pretty much done talking about Pac Man. I was just saying I I like uh, DX, but I also still like Championship Edition. Um, and uh, yeah, but if you're a Pac Man fan. Get DX. <laughs> um, is there anything else? No, that's that's uh, that that is it, I believe. Aside from oh. iPhone stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I haven't really been playing much because I've been working uh, straight through uh, into Thanksgiving, but I did manage to pick up Super Scribble Knots a little bit more. I think I might just want to finish that game and then sell it because I don't really see myself. Um, playing it much after I finish all the puzzles. I'm on uh, Constellation 9 of 10. And then, um, as usual, you remember something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, uh, yeah, there's two special ones. So, other than that, I mean, it's like, I'm not really going to be doing the sandbox stuff and 
I don't really know what the network option is for. Uh, and I, th I think I need to do a little bit of cleanup on some games that I know I'm not going to go back to. So I think I might just finish that and then go into uh, GameStop and just sell it off. Uh, I also bought Four Heroes of Light, uh, Final Fantasy Four Heroes of Light, and I played like five minutes of it. And it's really weird, like as uh, Austin said last week, there's like the music is 8-bit-ish almost, like bleep, bleeps and bloops, but the graphics are kind of pastel-like 3D. So it's a little bit of a juxtaposition of old and new um, design elements. But I haven't really gotten into a battle or anything. I just kind of went into the castle and they were like, oh, the princess is in trouble. And then I was like, Where, how do I save? Because I was sleepy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I played a little bit of Persona and Nights in a Nightmare. Um, I if you listen to the podcast from last week, I went into this long conversation. That's why the podcast is like three hours long uh, about what Nights in a Nightmare was like. It's very complex. It's something that's difficult to play when you have a short attention span. Uh, in Persona, I'm still trying to grind and get to the next area. I think I might just go into the next area and see how I fare. But every time I start the game, I get a back attack, and they usually brutalize me. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And I have to wind up talking to them or just trying to run so that I can survive. Um, let's see. I played Assassin's Creed 2 this morning. Uh, got tried to get back into it. And, you know, I was playing it all on a long run trying to finish it because I was really interested in the Xbox stop working. Then I had to get used to how to do stuff again. and I'm like standing on rooftops getting shot by arrows trying to figure out how to use the knife. It was bad. <laughs> uh, climbing and stuff like that. But I did manage to succeed in the the objective that I was in the middle of. I had to kill these three traitors who were around. And uh, one of them saw me. I already killed one before I had started the game this morning. But then the second one, uh, he saw me and was running around on rooftops. And I had to kind of fumble around and kill him. I actually had to fight him. Then the third guy, I got my bearings and I understood how to play a little bit better. And I hid in a, a, a hay bale and he walked by with a, a friend of his. Then they stopped and they were looking in the river in Venice. And I just ran right behind him and just stuck both of them in the back of the head. And that was good. Uh, PS3, did I play anything on PS3? No, not really. Um, I've just been watching a lot of movies and working on the music and stuff. I played Samba de Amigo on we uh on wednesday because i drank a five-hour energy and my mind was racing so bad that i needed to do something <laughs> that that was like intense but didn't require any thinking so i played somebody amigo and i started the career on it that was you know that game is really fun to play for like 20 minutes and you just like you know get into the groove of the beats and whatnot and you're shaking the Wii remote and the nunchuck like maracas did you good play game, the good game. dreamcast version no, uh, one of my fraternity brothers had it, but then somebody broke the uh, the system that the maracas that drives the maracas. Oh, so I never got to play it. Okay. And uh, I haven't played anything else, but um, oh well, technically I had I did play something. I was played a little bit of Crisis, and I played um, a little bit of Borderlands with Austin. I played Final Fantasy fourteen this morning, and the game has improved a bit. They came out with an update on Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be a major update that was supposed to change uh, how the, not how the game plays, but improve upon a lot of the shortcomings of the games. Like the UI was unresponsive. 
not unresponsive, but it was laggy. And it was laggy because every single command that you uh, executed, like whether it be uh, opening a menu item and then going into the, um, say you, you open the menu item, you go into your equipment and you want to change gear, for every single button press you do, it had to be authenticated by the server. So it would take you a good probably 45 seconds just to get into the equipment section which is only like four button presses. So they streamlined that, they improved it so that I think they took it out of server authentication. Now you open up the menu, you go to gear, and it first used to be attributes and gear, and it was this big messed up menu, but now attributes is one small menu, and gear is another small menu, and you go right into it, and it comes right up, you can change your gear, you can navigate the list of items in your inventory without it taking like two minutes and going to like two frames per second. Um, Running around the world is a lot smoother. Uh, things are a little bit easier. You kind of get skill points a little bit quicker, and it's easier to do some of the the beginning, um, not beginning, but like up in rank 10-ish uh, crafts when you're synthesizing, you're creating stuff. And overall, the game is, I say, it's tolerable at this point. It's not really fun yet, but I think it's not fun because I'm playing it by myself still, and there are lots of things that I feel like I want but I can't get by myself. For example, gear. I still have, most of the stuff that I'm wearing is still from level one. And my physical level is level 15, but my primary class, which is Lancer, is level 11 now, or rank 11. But I'm still, I still have the same weapon that I have from when I started the game. Did things and, not drop stuff? Well, see, here's the thing. You, if you think about this game like, wow, it, it's completely different. Uh, things drop from enemies, but you rarely get any gear from enemies. Uh, most of the, the game is based on crafting. There are, um, I think, six or seven different crafting... Uh, actually, there's a, lot, there's a lot of crafting classes. There's armorer, blacksmith, weaver, goldsmith, alchemist, leatherworker, um, culinarian... Uh, uh, I think that might be at 7. There may be another one hidden here and now. I'm not looking for it. But each of these things... Oh, Carpenter, 8. There's another, there's another one. And each of these classes can create things, but a lot of them are intertwined, such that I'm a blacksmith, and I can create weapons, but the weapons need ingredients or you know components that come from other classes. For example, if I want to make a, uh, an axe, they actually kind of like put it together like it's a real axe. Like, okay, in order to get an axe, you need a blade. Okay, I can make the blade myself because I'm a blacksmith. But then I need a handle, and a handle has to come from a woodworker, um, a carpenter. Then to put it together, you need animal glue, and animal glue is synthesized by an alchemist. Now, of course, you can actually be each of these classes and raise their ranks just so you can kind of do it yourself, but then it... It takes a while, and you have all these items that you use to become these classes. You have to, in order to change classes, you basically have to change your primary weapon, and all of a sudden, you're that class. So now you have all these primary weapons in your inventory, one for alchemy, one for carpentry, one for blacksmith, and one for leatherworking, because you need a leather something or other for the grip. You, you want to me that now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you wanted to do it yourself, you'd have to have different skill levels in all of these classes. But the game is really designed so that you, if you are playing and you're a blacksmith, 
you should theoretically know a carpenter, know a leather worker, know an alchemist, so that they can help produce these things for you. Because when you produce these these weapons and things, you can create it for them. Like say, oh, your your carpenter friend is a marauder. When you go out and fight, he fights with an axe. So you're gonna make him that axe. But since you I, like, I don't really have any friends in the game, and I don't really know anybody. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who plays the game, yeah. and people don't talk on my server. So they they claim that they're friendly, but I have not found really any community on the server, and the server I'm playing on is apparently VRP server one, and it's supposed to be one of the biggest servers because people are leaving the game left and right. So it's supposed to be like one of the most popular servers, and that means I can't leave because I'm going to leave and go to a worse situation and start at level one again. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing by myself. Then that means that in order for me to get ingredients that I want, I have to go to... Um, people who I don't know who are going to charge a whole bunch of money because the economy is is new and everybody's kind of comparing things to how much the vendors are selling them to how much they have to pay for the for the ingredients that they have to you know build the, the stuff from right. and a lot of times you know they may farm it themselves but they're going to still charge based on the fact based on the opinion that they bought the ingredients so if it costs you know 50,000 gil to create a uh, an axe when technically if you farm the stuff out it wouldn't cost you 50,000 you're still going to charge 50,000 but 50,000 gil is not really that easy to get yeah so so you know you get this thing you're like okay well i need some leather and then they're going to charge you 5,000 gil for leather and i'm like that's a lot of money for a piece of leather because i'm thinking about it in real life like i'm not gonna go and pay you know 200 dollars for a piece of leather i'd pay 200 dollars for a leather jacket but not for a piece of leather but then at the same time, it's like you can't get anywhere unless you do either do it yourself or you know somebody who does it or you just pay out all this money. What makes it even more difficult is that there isn't a central system in place to buy the stuff. You have to either go get it from an NPC, discover which NPC does it. You know, It's not like, oh, in WoW, you can go to the armor store and they sell pretty much everything related to armor in that armor store. Yeah. In wow, in wow, in Final Fantasy XIV, there are certain areas that people sell stuff, but they don't actually sell gear. They sell ingredients for certain things, some some drops and things like that. But uh, you have to go into this place called the Market Ward, where people set up their own retainers. Retainers are these characters, non-playable characters, you give your items to, and they can stand around in certain places and sell your stuff for you. So it's kind of that's kind of like Final Fantasy XI, just without you having to stand around. Right, but Final Fantasy XI, they have an auction house, and in Final Fantasy XI, you can go somewhere central and look up, oh, I want uh, a diamond, I, you know, I want a diamond, and I can see everybody who's selling a diamond in the list and how much they're selling it for, and I can get it for the lowest price that I want to get or the price that I'm looking for. In this, you have to go into a market ward and then look at all of the individual retainers in the area, so there's all these people, like all these characters just standing around. And it's not like I can look at a list. I have to actually go into each character and see what they're selling. And then go, okay, well, they don't have anything I want. Go to the next person. Oh, they don't have anything I want. I'll go to the next person. I don't, they don't have anything I want. That's time-consuming. Yeah. But when I had my old computer, it was unbearable. Because, first off, it would take me five minutes to load up everybody. And then, second of all, I would be going eight frames per second trying to look for each person. <laughs> and on top of that, it would take another three minutes to load it up because everything was server-authenticated. So, I actually, today, this morning, I went through a market ward, and I actually bought stuff. 
and I didn't, I felt like that was okay, but it would still be better if I had an auction house to work with, and something that was central, that I can go, okay, well, I need ingredients for my weapon, I don't have to go and search out every single person to find out if they're selling the item, if they're selling the item, or if they're selling it, and then if they wind up selling it, then they wind up overcharging, and then I'm like, well, I don't really want to go and buy it from them, so then I got to go continue searching for the particular person who's selling the item that I want at the price that I want to buy it. It's very time-consuming, and it's really slow. It's really backwards, but um, Square doesn't want to change it to a central auction house because they want it to be like unique, and they really want this market wards thing to work, but it's not really going to work unless... First off, there are more people playing the game. Second off, people sell things for better prices. And third, if there was a centralized like search function, even if I went and said, okay, I want to buy such and such and such, right? Say I want to buy um, a grip for a weapon. I type in or select from the list, I want to buy this weapon, and I search. And it tells me who is selling it, even though it may not tell me how much they're selling it for. If it tells me the people in the market ward who are selling it, I'll go and look at that. I'm about to sneeze, and I'm, I'm not. Okay. I would rather that than to have to search, hunt and peck at every single model standing in that place. And God forbid that there's like a whole bunch of them clumped into one area, and I forget, and I lose my place, and I'm like, oh yeah, I already saw this one. Wasted time. So Final Fantasy has a lot to work on, but it's tolerable right now. And it's still free for me to play. So I'm happy about that too. All right. I'm done rambling about that game. I think we're finished. <laughs> is there anything else that uh, you'd like to discuss? Well, I was just going to say, this isn't even because I said I forgot something. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. It, it wasn't anything important. It was just that uh, uh, two, not not this past Thursday, which was a Thanksgiving, but the Thursday before that uh, was a rock band night. And um, I got, uh, you know, we, we played Rock Band 3, and I got up and sang. Uh, what was it? Offspring's Pretty Fly for a White Guy really, really badly. Ah. Uh, and it was hilarious. And that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> if only I was there to Justin TV it. Yeah, like I was hoping Austin would have came or something because it would have been, been funny. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I decided that I'm no longer going to sing in public anymore because <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad. I got like tore apart by the judges and stuff. But uh, Oh, it I'm, was a contest? Well, I mean, like with our rock band nights, it's like, the, there's harmonics people there like that are quote unquote judging uh yeah. there it's really just all in good fun there's no actual like there's no real scores given or anything like that oh, okay um, they just kind of go oh god you suck kind of i mean they but have it numbers was pretty good effort we'll give give out sometimes but a lot of times we'll just make jokes um <laughs> or, or draw silly pictures um <laughs> so it's like uh yeah like it's all in good fun and like even when they were making fun of me i know it's just like you know it's not it's, like it's not like they're mean. trying to hurt you yeah uh and I didn't care because I was having a great time anyway. Um, exactly. Which but, is uh, what you're supposed to be. What's that? Which is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that that's all I was going to say. Um, all right. But we can wrap up because time is running short on my Sure recording. as hell is. So let's do that. Um, let's pimp out all the sites if I can remember them. Um, but you begin with where you are living at. Uh, just, I don't know, facebook.com slash Riven and twitter.com slash Riven. There is still Riven.com, but I haven't been updating it because of NanoRemo. Um, uh, and I bought PeteVellucci.com recently. <laughs> oh, nice. I figured I should just get it now so that in the future, if I ever need it, 
I won't mm-hmm. be like, oh man, some asshole's parking on my name. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Now, uh, now that you bought it, every other rendition of Pipuichi is going to uh, be parked on. Well, that's fine. Like, oh my god, somebody bought Pipuichi. Let's let's sit on everything else. <laughs> but um, my uh, my blog is at xlm2k.blogspot.com, and I'll have some updates coming up soon because uh, today I'll be copywriting my album. And uh, early next week, we'll be sending it for duplication. And the album will be all ready to go for uh, middle of next month, official release. Is it going to be on Amazon? I got $3 in Amazon MP3 credit. Uh, Yes, actually. It will be available on Amazon and iTunes and CD Baby, uh, all at the same time as the physical discs. We are (laughs) going to hopefully, I have to discuss this with my bandmates, but... Uh, we have to pretty much flesh out and plan an album. We need an album release party. And what I think we're going to do is we're going to have like the majority of our 300 CDs that we're producing in our initial run. Uh, we're going to sign them and give them to people who attend our um, our thing. And then people who we know who want to buy CDs will sign it and then send it to them as well. So it may be an incentive to get a physical disc if you, you know, for the possibility that we may be like huge, you'll have a collector's item in the fact that one of 300 CDs that's signed by the members of the band, uh, or should I say, surviving Man, members of the band. You're, you're you're making me fight amongst myself between my you know my want to support you and my absolute disdain for you know physical media now. <laughs> We've got good art, I think. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen the uh, the finalized artwork for the um, for the album, but yeah. uh, it's gonna come in a in economical uh, sleeve, the one of those fold over sleeves, paper sleeve. But AKA it's up to you, huh? I said AKA cheap. AKA sleeve. cheap. No, those sleeves are um, actually pretty good. Like I don't know if you've seen um, some of the albums that they come out with now. I mean, since you have disdain for physical media. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what they look like. Yeah, they're 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 pretty good. Um, and they definitely don't look cheap. It's not like the the one pocket sleeve and you just throw the CD in. Yeah. But it's actually it opens up like a little book and it has sleeves for books and stuff. Some of them do. Okay. But anyway, uh, album's coming out probably middle like slam in the middle of December, definitely before Christmas, and um, I'll have more information on the podcast like once it comes out, name and where you can find it uh we have trygames.net where you can find all information on uh video games because we are the kings whoa of video that's games. quite a lofty claim <laughs> obviously but uh our podcast of course is hosted there and uh, i think that austin will be writing some reviews for the games he's finished uh i don't know of anything else that's going on because i've been too busy uh all Sister right. sites. We have um, Shark versus Octopus. Shark versus Octopus. Spell the verses out. So shark v e r s u s octopus. dot com. Don't forget the www dot, or else it won't work. Uh, Austin's uh, basketball blog is Talking Mouth. T a l k i n m o u f. dot blogspot. dot com. Uh, Everybody loves dinosaurs. Is uh, Maurice site because uh, everyone should love dinosaurs. DrFishyPants.com is uh, Brian Fishman. He is the doctor who's also a fish and a man. Uh, is there anything else? There's uh, Gaming the Media. I don't really remember their website. Let me see if I can 
pull that up real quick. Uh, gaming the media. Da, 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 GamingTheMedia.com. <laughs> See, I'm good. Uh, they have a podcast about uh, video game media, not particularly the video game industry, but about uh, a lot of the journalism that goes along in the video game industry. Is there anything else? I don't think so. I think we're good. I think I should so, launch a contest. Launch a contest. Um, I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I should or not. I was going to say we should launch a contest to have somebody come up with, like, make us an audio recording of all the stuff we normally pimp out so we don't have to <laughs> pimp it out. At, at, like, you know, we, we need to do that ourselves. No, but, like, then we can have someone else do the work. It's so much easier. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, or everyone I should just send agree. in just a short audio clip of them pimping their own website, and then we can just mash them all together. That would be pretty funny too. Uh, yeah, if you're listening and you um, are a fan, you're one of the three people listening to our podcast, and you'd like your site, um, you know, pimped out on the podcast, uh, you can send an audio recording, and if we like it, <laughs> we will have it on our podcast. Maybe, probably not, but maybe. So um, for Pete. That's me. That's Bye. Pete. For uh, our old host, Austin, who's enjoying sunny Florida at the moment. You're goddamn right, bitches. And I, the antipode, the red mage of uh, mind-blowing skills. This is Try Games on a Podcast, and we'll see you next week, maybe. Maybe not. Uh, let's take up. Three, two. I was gonna say, are you gonna count? Sorry, I was busy typing my password. <laughs> now I can Now I gotta type the password over again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>